0: Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. No, you don't need to start shushing anyone. Whoever is weaver shushing people back there. We are going to get started. If you want to find your most comfortable place, we have not done a five-minute break in uh, a two and a half years, I think. Uh, it was like a staple of neighborhood for a long time. I think a lot of people just came just so they can get up and move around, right? Because when I go to... Um, conferences, which I've been forever, I just love skipping stuff. And I realize now as an adult, like, I will go to something just so I can skip it. And I, I, I get so much joy. Actually, Sarah, I almost got Sarah fired from her job because I'm like, you should go skip this with me. <laughs> That's a different story for another time. Um, I'm really glad to be here with all of you. Um, I forgot to mention that um, as m- much fun as a holiday is, right, as much fun as Easter, as we celebrate the resurrection, which we're going to talk about, um, it can also stir up a lot of other complicated feelings because, like, maybe you're here and you're like, I am so glad to be here. If you're here, you're like, because my parents made me come, right? That's fine, right? All of it belongs. And also, like, Easter can bring up people that maybe aren't in your life anymore for um, a lot of different reasons. And so I just want to acknowledge some of the feelings that you might have in the room, and I'm glad that we get to do this um, collectively. So, um, resurrection, we celebrate it. And sometimes the idea of, like, resurrection and Easter, it's like, you did it, Jesus. Way to go. You conquered death. I didn't, but, well, I did currently. I'm conquering death as we speak, but, Jesus, you you really did it. And you might celebrate it because it's like, ah, Jesus did it, and we should, like, remember it, right? In fact, like, Sunday's church is... Like, historically, we should be celebrating the resurrection every Sunday, right? Write that one down. Um, but, like, if if we celebrate the resurrection um, just because someone did something at one point, right, so that at some future point we can go to some future place, well, that would be the most boring spirituality, that would be the most boring Christianity possible. If, like, believing and following the ways of Christ, being a Jesus-looking person, does not translate into every... Day life, then we've missed the plot, right? So, what is resurrection? Resurrection is like this. When I was a kid, um, where I lived, there was uh, a swamp. And when you're a kid and you find a swamp and you just called it like, hey, I found a swamp, it sounds boring, right? But if you put the word land after it, all of a sudden it becomes this mystical entity, right? And it's like, I went to swamp land, right? Swamp land. Now you're like, I want to go to that place. You don't. It smells like sewage. So, don't. <laughs> But when you're a kid, swampland and sewage is awesome, right? And me and my um, cousin Ryan, it was in the winter, and when you're like seven, eight years old, you go to break things. And if there's ice, it's meant to be broken. Me and Ryan were down there, and uh, we were um, breaking the ice, and we pulled up this big chunk, and we both looked at it, and we're like, this looks like a diamond. We're like, this is like ice crystals. And we got really excited, and we're like, People are going to pay hundreds of, hundreds of dollars for these ice crystals. We get up like a couple 13, 14, we're pulling them up and we're like, can you imagine this whole time all this money has been sitting here? This is going to fund our training to be ninjas because every seven-year-old boy wanted to be a ninja at that time. Um, and so it was like this, this larger-than-life experience through like a swamp sewage piece of ice, right? And it was amazing. Then we brought it up to our uncles and our older cousins, and we learned about something called market value as well, all right? (laughs) And crush your dreams. But for a moment, right, there was something so much bigger and a purpose in life. Resurrection is like um, when you realize that there's really cool movies out there. Do you remember being a kid and, like, you didn't know, like, there was actually cool movies out there? Like, you were still watching, like, Top Dog and Firehouse Dog and, like, Lost Dog. There's a season in life where all you watch is movies with dog in the title and like you're old enough to know that there's probably more like movies out there but you're still young enough that you just you still really like the dog movies you just don't want to tell your friends you're like yeah I totally don't play with GI Joes anymore I don't know what you're talking about right and I watched my first cool movie my parents uh went away um they (laughs) they joined a militia and uh I'm joking I don't know why I said that they went away and the, they left us home, and um, they left me or whoever was watching my, my siblings some money for groceries, and I, of course, used it at the little store to go rent movies because they weren't there, and so I got to pick up the movies. And you remember, like, the time if you were uh, a Gen Xer, like, you'd go to the movie store, and it was like, three dollar three movies for three days for $3, right? But you couldn't get any, like, actually good movies. There was, like, this one section only. And so I went to there, and I got above the rim. Anyone? Above the rim, all right? I was probably like, I don't know, like 11 or 12, and Above the Rim is an awesome movie when you're 11 or 12. And I remember the part where they, they, he's inbounding the ball and he throws it off the guy's back, and I'm like, you can do that? And then they shot each other. I'm like, I better turn this off. <laughs> and that was like the first exposure that there's more like to these movies than Top Dog. And one movie that I watched um, that like, changed what I thought about movies was Usual Suspects. Anyone out there, right? You watch this whole movie and it's about these usual suspects like the bad guys and the con men. I don't know why I'm talking like that, right? And they're like, hey, what's up, sucker? I'm going to get you. And so, um, and the whole movie, you're trying to find out who Kaiser Soze is. And at the end of the movie, I'm not going to ruin it, the last like five minutes changes everything that you just watched for the last 90 minutes. And it was the first movie that kind of like blew my mind, like a Sixth Sense kind of movie. And like I had to think of everything I thought that was real, Everything I thought that was happening, everything that was um, going on in this last 90 minutes has now changed. And this, my friends, is resurrection. Resurrection, when Jesus um, comes out of the tomb and he's right there, it changes absolutely everything. And what John talks about, John, um, he he goes through, he doesn't call them miracles. He calls them signs, right? He does seven of them. And it goes from changing the water to the wine to raising Lazarus from the dead. Even though they're miracles, John uses the word signs. as something that's pointing to something that's coming in the future. It's like a big neon sign that says, pay attention, something is coming. And in chapter 20, he starts it off with this, uh, right here. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. I say this all the time, but if you're reading John, John loves to, like, drop... Um, Uh, all these details in here that we read over that have packed with meaning. John is obsessed with night and light, darkness and light. He loves to give the time of the day. So when he says it's the early in the morning, means there's a new sun, the first day of the week, which means there's a new day and a new week with a new sun, with new life, with new opportunity. And in Hebrew literature, seven means like it's complete. They have seven signs of him saying, we've completed this loop. I've shown you these signs. And on the new day of the new week, There's a new sign. There's something new happening. John is trying to inform us, the readers, of saying, um, there's something in the air, and buckle up. Because whatever's going to happen next, there is this newness. There is this new life. And so I'm going to read a part of John 20, and then we're going to talk about what does new life, and what is resurrection, and what do ice crystals out of swamps, and what does Kaiser Soze have anything to do with life. John 20, starting verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body has been, and one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I'll go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried on Aramech, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and to your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he, that he had said these things to her. So there's a, lot, there's a lot going on here. We would not be doing the Bible or the scripture um, any justice if we didn't acknowledge that women are the first evangelist preachers of the gospel. And so often, right, it is easy to use patriarchy or power, right, of holding over and having dominion over other people's lives or bodies or expressions of love as a way to make one better than the other. And the gospel is just riddled with those who you've counted out where Jesus says, this is where the kingdom of God lives. And so it is with women that carry this story. And even before this, with the woman at the well, she's the first one to go tell the story to all these new people. And so Jesus is continuing this work of those who you have said they don't belong, those who discard, those discount, Jesus said, this is where I live. This is where the kingdom of God is. And it's Mary that she's showing up because this is what women did, or this is what women did with Jesus. Everyone else, all the dudes, thank you for the expression, uh, all, all the dudes ran away, right? They abandoned the Christ, Jesus, because they're scared, because they thought they were going to get this position of power. They thought they were going to be in on the inside. They thought they were going to be vibing with all these amazing parties and politics, and all of a sudden, it's gone. Why? Because this Messiah, this teacher, this person of power not only died, but willingly died. Like, get, like, just like said, Yeah, here I am. Let's go, right? The same person that raised his buddy from the dead, the same person that walked on water, the same person that turned water into wine, the same person that had all these wisdoms, the same person that could feed 5,000 uh, people with a little bit of food, has all this power to use, to, to empower and include other people, doesn't use it on himself. And so, this God, this leader, loses. Leaders and powerful people don't lose. This one did. So they run away. They go back to what they know. They go back to the same story they've been telling each other over and over and over again. Peter goes back to fishing, right? And Mary just goes on and says, well, someone has to take care of the body. So Mary shows up to take the body, to do all the ritual cleaning, all these things. Um, and when she shows up, the tomb's empty, and there's these angels. And what I love is is like, I I don't know if angels have like a gender, I guess I don't really care, but this is the most male thing to say, right? I'm saying, woman, why are you crying, right? A woman would never say that, eh, not a woman, but I know a couple, right? And they are so much nicer, (laughs) right? If they saw someone crying, they'd be like, woman, why are you crying? They'd be like, get over here, let's hug it out, come on, right? And, And she's not even moved by it. She just turns around and sees some dude standing in a garden, right? And how, how long have women had to, like, say, oh, it must be a gardener. I have to give you some sort of title to make you feel okay, strange man standing in a garden by themselves, right? This guy is just hanging out there. She goes, from the angels, saying, where's the body? Angel's like, why are you crying? She's like, I'm done with you. Turns around, right, and sees this guy just hanging out in the garden, and, uh, and the gardener says the same thing, woman. Why are you crying? What is it you're looking for? And she's like, let's wrap this up. All right, let's go. Where did you put the body? I can, I'm happy for you, gardener. Just tell me where it is. Let's get a move on. I got stuff to do. And why is she doing this? Because this is what you do when you believe a story that people don't come back from the dead. Right? You go back to your way of life of saying, everything I've heard, everything I know fits into this paradigm. Everything I know fits into this nice little story. Who's Kaiser Soze? I don't know. But the last 90 minutes, I've been thinking like this. This is all they knew. And how does Jesus, like, bring this transformation? How does this gardener, like, he's in the garden, which is very significant, right? John is aware of his audience, in gardens, there is new life. There's a new day, a new week with a new sun, with new life, standing in a garden that is brimming with new things to, ready to burst out of the ground, right? Same garden, not same garden, but in a garden where Jesus, just a couple days before this, was praying. God, if there's any other way of this whole cross thing, if there's any way around this, let's, like, I'm a, I'll sign up for that, but not my will, but yours be done. And he goes back to his buddies, and he goes, can you pray with me? And they're like, yes, Jesus, we are big fans of you. We will pray. And as soon as he leaves, like, good, let's go to bed, right? And all Jesus wants, Peter wants to fight. Peter wants force. Peter, like, cuts an ear off of someone says, let's take it by storm, right? It's like January 6th, all over again, right? He wants to take it by force. And Jesus says, I don't need you to fight for me. All I want you is just be with me. There's this... Like in this garden, there is this vulnerability, there is this endearment, there is this closeness of an invitation from the Christ saying, Why do you feel like you have to do this? All I want, I don't need you to fight for me, I need you to be with me. That's it. And they couldn't even do that. A garden in the story, right? In the very beginning of Genesis, they tell the the writers tell the story of um of this God emptying of itself into this earth, into this land, into, like, creating the heaven and the earth and the animals and the stars and Chub Lake and all those beautiful things, right? Creates all of it and then creates woman and creates man and says what? It is good. And it's not like, you know, like, you say, yeah, donuts, like, yeah, you know, they're, they're good, you know, especially like the plain donuts, like, they're, they're good, right? This is, th- this, this goodness is the fullness of the human experience. Of saying this is my master work, not just to humans, all of creation. Saying everything here is connected, all of it belongs. And here again, garden, garden, and Revelation at the end, it, w- the way it's told is that it ends up in this garden. John is referring to new life in garden, all creation, all things. Here, the Christ is standing, and he's all he says to Mary to remind her. He does not pull out like, all right, you have to say this prayer. You say this prayer, then you're good. He does not pull out, like, if you subscribe, like and subscribe, and go to my Patreon, right, then you can get in, right? He doesn't pull out, like, read these five books, get back to me. Transformation happens. A new story happens. Resurrection happens when Jesus just reminds her who she's always been. That's it. You want to know what the power of the gospel is? You want to know the power and transformation of the Christ? You want to know the power and transformation and, and, um, this radical, the radical wildness of God, it's reminding each other who we really are. All he says is her name. And everything that she knew, everything that she, where she was at all of a sudden stops, and she's awakened on a new day of a new week of a new sun in a garden with new life. Just by reminding. This is what I love about the Christ. This is what I love about the kingdom of God. This is what I love about resurrection. We can make it about so many things, but really what it's about is that we go around and remind that you are good and you are beautiful, that you are enough, that this place matters, this body, this work, your animals, your art, your leadership, your cooking, your kids, right? The, The way that you respond to your friends via text instead of waiting four days, right? Doing it right away. Write that one down, right? And... The, the the way that you cry, the way that you celebrate, the way you get your kids to practice on time, all of it all of it belongs and all of it matters. And when Jesus does this, it's the Kaiser Soze moment. Everything they heard, Jesus this is not the first that Jesus does this. Jesus goes around, right? And says, Hey, do you remember when I said like the least and the last shall be first? Do you remember that we're supposed to like take care of each other and like feed the hungry? Do you remember when I said the hospital's not for the well but it's for the sick? And who's the sick? Yeah, look around you. Who's not well? Remember, Jesus says this over and over and over. He goes, remember when I used my body and the centurion came up? And all he wanted to do was that his kid would be safe. And you all mocked me because he's an outsider. And I said, run home because your son is well. Do you remember how we celebrated that? It's always been true. It's always been here. You just couldn't see it. Mary has this aha moment. And he goes, go back, get the band back together. Coachella's happening right now, right? And for 40 days, for 40 days, they have this, they have this party. They, and Jesus reteaches them everything about the kingdom of God. It is nothing new. But it's new to them. Why? Because now they have eyes to see and ears to hear. Same story with a new purpose, with new power. Why? It's a new day, with a new sun, with new light and new life. And then uh, Thomas comes up to him, Doubting Thomas, right? That's a great name to have for your whole life. And um, comes up, and he doesn't believe Jesus because he's doubting Thomas, so he's got to play with the bit, right? And and um, some traditions have that um, Thomas just didn't, like, touch it. Some traditions that um, Jesus had an open wound and he took Thomas's hand and he put it inside of him, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, ee! But here's, but no, honestly, here's the beautiful part about it. This is what I love about the, the wildness of the, the gospel because we think holiness we think new life we think of even heaven right uh, of like we're gonna have this brand new body and this perfect pair and awesome teeth and killer shoes right and Jesus in resurrected body has an open wound he says it still belongs when there's new life when there's new uh, when there's new uh, transformation you still have your scars you still have your story Jesus doesn't go back to him and say, everything I told you you didn't get, now I will punish you and shame you, right? He doesn't do that. He says, yeah, we're going to do this again. When he sees Peter, right, Peter jumps off the boat and Jesus makes a meal. He does not shame him. He says, Peter, who am I? Right? And, and, And Peter has this beautiful, this transaction. Jesus just keeps saying, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He does not shame Peter for who he is. He says, there's something still more inside of you, and this is what I'm here for. This is resurrection, friends we get to go around and remind each other of who we are. We get to remind everywhere we go of the goodness and the fullness of you. The goodness and fullness of this kingdom of God. And everything, right, everything belongs in this world. Everything is deeply connected. If we really believe that everywhere we go, we get to remind each other what you do matters. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you are deeply, deeply loved. Honestly, isn't that what we most want? Aren't we looking for some sort of. want to be loved? It is the most holy thing we can do is when we can see one another. So here's my invitation Resurrection. Resurrection is going around in the way you use your body, the way you use your art, the way you use your programming, right? The way you use your intellect, the way you use your dreams the way you use your singing, the way you use uh, in oncology, right? The way you take care of each other. Queen and all your friends, all your kids' friends, like, want you to buy them, so you buy, like, 15 of them because, like, everything in this world matters because Jesus says it all belongs. So we're going to take communion because I think it's the most And remind ourselves that who we are and what we do matters. If you don't have communion, uh, your favorite math teacher is going to be uh, slinging them around. If you need one, just like raise your hand. I got one already. I'm good to go. We have some in the back. Does anyone need one that does not have one? And we're not forcing you. <laughs> Just, you're, you're like, I pass. That's totally fine as well. I know someone already, like, they sat on theirs by accident. So if you did that, you're in good company. Don't worry. Oh, man. So before we do this, one thing I forgot to say is the way that we go about resurrected, resurrection life, right, should look differently sometimes there's this pressure of like hey like these ones over here they're like the really good christians or they're the really good people and so we should all just mimic what they do like your story if it really does matter in the fullest you is a holy thing it's tom and i tom likes typewriters i don't but we both can move right we both can move our fullest selves resurrection life needs to look differently because it impacts those around you in different ways so oh Body of Christ before blood of Christ, Chris. I went to Bible college. I promise. All right. So the bread, uh, or not whatever this is. All right. Um, we pretend it's bread. And on the the night before, or the night he was betrayed, Jesus is hanging out with his friends. We did this on Good Friday too. Um, so bonus for those who came. This is double double good, double blessing, Lord. Um, uh, at the Last Supper, they're already eating. They're already crushing some bread. They're having some, uh, some drink. And Jesus stands up and he's reminding us their mouths are full, as they're laughing, as they're enjoying company. Jesus doesn't get up and say, everyone listen to me. I'm Jesus, right? He stands up and he's like, hey, as you're eating this bread, I want you to do this. I want you to take bread and every time you eat bread, I want you to remember me. Eat this bread and remember to me, my body that was broken for you. And the way that Jesus' body was broken for you was not just going on the cross, It wasn't just him being flogged or beaten. Jesus' body was broken every single day because the way he lived his life was to extend it to everyone. Jesus was radically available to people. Jesus made himself radically available to people so we can worship God. We can follow the way of Christ that when we eat this bread, we can remember my body and what I do with this body deeply matters. But not just that. Then Jesus says as he picks up Grape juice, that's what he drank then. And as he had that grape juice, he said, I want you also to drink this and remember to me, the blood that was spilled up for you. That this blood, right, of that when Jesus was on the cross and he was um, stabbed, right, and uh, out came water and blood. And part of the tradition is they believe that this water and blood landed on the ground and began to fuel, began to bring life to all of creation. That you, as you use your body, It's hard work, right? Showing up at Renshaw and being teachers over and yelling at kids over and over. I mean, helping kids over and over again, right? (laughs) Right? Like, what you do matters, and it's hard. It's not always easy. And what we have from this Christ is Christ gives of itself that this blood, this spirit, also can fill us up. So let's take the bread, or whatever this is, and the juice together, and then I'll pray. So God, and I thank you that even when we miss the plot, even as we get stuck in the in the movie, we get stuck. If this is the only way it can be, that there's this this wildness of the kingdom of God. There's something so much higher, so much so more wider, and something so much deeper that you invite us into. in a resurrected life that we can feel the new sun, that we can participate in the newness in this garden. And will you continue to give us what we need? Give us moxie, give us wisdom, give us love, give us inclusion so we can continue to use our bodies name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to end with, yep, she's right there. We're going to end with one more song, and then we'll put some music on. Feel free to stick around as long as you want.
1: Let all things arise and bless your name. And all things made arise. Right goodness is free and boundless it's reaching endless through it all and god will sing how send hurt into glory gone to death the whole world's story so let all things rise and bless your name all things made right and new again oh Lord our God your goodness is free boundless is reaching endless through it all the son of God so son of God and you we've taken up the way of love's occupation and oh the joy to share in your This stunning turn of new creation So let all things rise And bless your name And all things made right And new again Let all things rise And bless your name And all things made right Your goodness is free and boundless. It's reaching endless through it all. And just as you've promised, God, your son was ready. We'll all be raised up? And oh Lord, You've made Yourself a home in heaven and earth for everyone. All things once sown in weakness, You've raised in promise. Your beauty. Arches above it all in all things once own in weakness you've raised in promise your beauty arches above it all Amen. Happy Easter, thank you so much for being here.